The service this morning is found on the panel of your bulletin. Uh, please put your bulletin in the back of your hymnal that frees up both hands to go to the page indicated on the panel. Green sheet is in there for you with uh, readings for today and notes on today's service. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Let us kneel for confession and absolution. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to our lasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, though we do not deserve your goodness, still you provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may acknowledge your gifts, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost is from Isaiah chapter 55. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligent to me and eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel for he has glorified you. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. The epistle is from Romans chapter 9. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belongs the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise who are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said, About this time next year I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of his call, she was told, The older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. This is the word of the Lord.
Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard about the death of John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. An everyday question that we ask ourselves is, will there be enough? Will there be enough money to pay for things? Will there be enough money in retirement? Will there be enough time to do the things that I want to do? Will I have enough energy? Will there be enough? This question about will there be enough is a presumption that there won't be enough. And for the most part, life experience confirms that. Now in the Gospel lesson for today, Jesus' disciples presume that there isn't enough. Five loaves and two fish are not enough to feed the 5,000. And even if they had enough food for one meal, there they were, in a desolate place, where there would be no future or enough, with enough food for everyone to get but a crumb. The disciples, in their mind, are looking out for everyone by sending them all away. You see, the disciples live in a world where the only way people get enough stuff is to get it on their own. So rather than people suffer, the disciples help them get their own by sending them into the villages. But the problem was that this thinking lives in a world where there still isn't enough. Now, Jesus isn't working under this presumption. In Jesus' world, there is always enough, more than enough. That is why Jesus says to the disciples, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. He's not testing his disciples. He's just plainly stating a matter of fact. There is always more than enough with Jesus. Now the thing is that in this gospel reading, you've seen how Jesus lives in a world of more than enough when he shows compassion. You see, Jesus is mourning the death of his cousin, John the Baptizer, and on a certain level, he needed to be taken care of by his heavenly father. Hence, his going away by himself to a desolate place to mourn the death of cousin John, who had just recently been beheaded by John the Baptizer. And Jesus knows that his hour for his crucifixion is also at hand. When he comes ashore, he finds thousands and thousands of people who desire to be with him. So the question is, is there enough compassion in the midst of grief? Is there enough love in the midst of death? Is there enough Jesus when he desires to be all alone? And of course, there is more than enough. You see, Jesus shows us something. 
I believe, happens whether you are aware of it or not. At some level, you ask yourself, will you have enough room for another person in your life? Before you were married, it was just you, yourself, and I. And then came along your spouse. And certainly there was more than enough love to go around. Then lo and behold, your first child comes along and you wonder, will there be enough love for this new person? Sure enough. Then the second child comes along and you scratch your head and ask the same question. Will there be enough love for two more mouths to fill? There always is. The question comes around for the third child. And the fourth child. And the fifth child. And the sixth child. At least in my case and my wife. How will there be possibly enough to go around. I'm sure the question comes up with seven, eight, and nine. It also comes up when you have that first or second grandchild. Will there be enough love to bring this new person into our lives? Whenever someone new comes along, you ask yourself if you will have enough love. You see, life has taught us that we have a limited amount to give, as if love were like an apple pie. And you have to start cutting the pieces off and share them. Your love gets broken up into smaller and small pieces in order to be shared, and eventually you believe there's no more left to be given. You break off a bit for your spouse, a bit for your family, a bit for your friends, and yourself, your enemies? And you wonder if you will have enough. However, if you have experienced real love, unconditional agape love, which is, of course, God's love, then you know of the amazing thing that happens. The broken pieces don't remain bits, but rather turn into a whole loaf. The joyous thing about love is that there is always more than enough. And so what at first seems impossible, because it seems as if there isn't enough, turns out to be actually more than enough. More than enough love. Living in a world where there isn't enough turns out to be a world where you must look out for yourself first and foremost. A world where the only way you get anything is either by earning it or taking it. And this isn't related simply to material things. But this is about your identity as a child of God and your relationships with one another. When you think that you are not enough, you believe that you need something to be worthy. You can't be just who God created you to be. And when this happens, 
when there isn't enough. Things break. Relationships fall apart into all sorts of bits. By feeding the 5,000, Jesus shows the miracle of living in a world with more than enough when he takes broken things and makes them whole again. When Jesus comes ashore, there are thousands and thousands of broken people, broken relationships, people who are not enough. And Jesus makes them whole with the broken pieces of bread. Jesus sees each one of us and says, you are enough. Just like he saw those five loaves of bread and two fish. He looked at them and said, yep, that's enough. Not just enough, but more than enough. Jesus does this because through his death and resurrection, there is more than enough love to go around. Nothing can stop him from loving you. There is more than enough. Nothing can stop him. Not even death. So this ultimately is a call of repentance for all of us. For our doubt. For our lack of compassion and love. For thinking that God somehow hasn't given us what we need. There's no only with Jesus. With him whose hands were filled always with compassion whose hands baptized you and now feed you in this holy Eucharist, whose hands shield you and bless you, whose hands went to the cross for you to pay the price that you could not pay, not just for your food, but for all of our shortcomings and our sins, our rebellion, our doubts, our fear, that you have life. And not just life, but his life, that you who are thirsty may have a drink, that you who are hungry may have food, and no mere bread and fish, but his body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins, to satisfy you so that now in Christ you are ready to go to your home filled and content, your home here, yes, but even more so your home with him forever. For you have Jesus. And when you have Jesus, you have everything. Far more than enough. So in this world of more than enough, through his Holy Supper, the Holy Communion, Jesus joins his broken body and his shed blood with our own broken and sinful lives. And he makes them whole again in communion with him. He is willing to break his body into as many pieces that you are. But that broken body, of course, will not remain pieces, but will be gathered together into one holy communion and become more. More Jesus, more compassion, more healing, more life. And it's not just enough life, but more than enough life. So like there were leftover baskets, there is leftover life and love for us who have been satisfied today to give to the world. 
there is more than enough love in our light in ourselves today so that we can leave this place and share Christ's life and love to the entire world. To live in a world where we ask, is there enough? Because there will always be more than enough for Jesus. So I leave you with this question. Can you and I trust Jesus with only five loaves of bread and two fish? Yes. And with anything else? In fact, with everything, everything, especially the most troubling of our problems of all, sin, death, and hell, for that's, there is Calvary. John said it, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Salvation achieved and accomplished. He died for you. Your sin is his. So is your death and hell. And so today he invites you to the feast. To take a little bread and a little wine. What is that in the midst of our enormous problems and sins? It is the Lord's Supper. His body and his blood. His promise, eat and drink for the forgiveness of your sins that he won for you on the cross. And with this meal are more promises, life and salvation. His compassion for you knows no bounds, no problem or sin too great. No guilt, no death, too big for Jesus. You can trust him with everything and anything. For with Jesus, there is always more than enough, more than you ever expected. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Father, your steadfast love is gracious and overflowing. Teach your people to look to you in every need, to be thankful for everything you give them, and to know that no danger, trouble, or hardship can ever separate them from your love in Christ Jesus. We thank you today at the 45th wedding anniversary of Tom and Jane Schmelter. Continue to bless them with your love in Christ. And we also thank you at the birth of Theodore Rint, newborn son of Joshua and Kim, Lord, in your mercy. Father, we give you thanks that you have blessed us beyond what we deserve and given to us your church. Bless all pastors and church workers and their service to us in your name, and bless those now considering and preparing for church work. We thank you also this day for our Lutheran schools especially Sheboygan Area Lutheran High School, as it celebrates its 45th anniversary. Lord, in your mercy. Father, your son miraculously fed the 5,000 and satisfied them. We thank you for all you provide to support our bodies and lives. Make us content with what you give, that we may not covet or turn elsewhere for what comes from your hand alone. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we are richly and daily surrounded with your love and care. Give us eyes to see your mercies new every morning, and grant us grateful hearts that what we have received we may generously share with the needy and your church. Lord, in your mercy. 
Father, daily you bless us with abundance and freedom. Bless those who defend us from our enemies, who serve us in government, and who protect, protect us in our communities. Be with our president, Congress, our governor, and our judges and magistrates, that they may discern the right path and lead us with honor and integrity. Lord, in your mercy. Father, visit us in your compassion. Deliver the sick from their infirmity, the troubled from their afflictions, the grieving from their sorrow, and the dying from their fear, especially Cheryl Trifon, who is hospitalized, Mike, recovering after surgery, Brad, awaiting a, a kidney transplant, Renee, experiencing difficult complications after major surgery, Kathy and Marie, undergoing tests, Deborah and Bart for continued management of their illnesses, Robin and treatment of early stage breast cancer, President John Willie, Mike, Emmy, Tim, Heather, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy and Ronald, all in treatment for cancer, and Dorothy in hospice care. May all who cry to you receive grace according to your will. Lord, in your mercy. Father, your steadfast love and mercy are forever, but our faith is daily tested and tempted. Give us strength and endurance that we may not despair, but have confidence in your sufficient grace within your word and sacraments. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, let us seek you while you may be found, call upon you in the day of salvation, and be prepared by your mercy for the day of judgment. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the offering and for the signing of the Friendship Register.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death, that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns through all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and saying, are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet, in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.